James. Raf. When was the last time you called the cops? Last time I called the cops was, I actually did it probably like six or seven years ago. Oh, yeah? Because I saw someone breaking into my neighbor's house, I think it was away, like behind in the opposite laneway. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's- Your that's, back neighbor. That's not good. My back neighbor. Mm. Uh, that's no good. Actually, this is like a, a, a weird story. So I did that mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I'll be a good neighbor. And this does seem to be like a hostile situation. I'm not just calling it because someone's noisy, like someone seems to be actively breaking into someone's house. Mm-hmm. Um, There's private property at stake. Private property violation. And as a libertarian, <laughs> I consider that one of the darkest crimes, the darkest crime. <laughs> the it's, only worse, crime. it's actually it's worse than murder. If someone sets foot on your front lawn, mm. that's worse than murder to me. Mm. It's a violation. So I did that, but then afterwards, I got like two weeks later, I got a call from Redfern Police Station. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks later, I got a door knock, mm-hmm. and I opened the door, and there was a cop there. That's never a good feeling. And this was like ten thirty p.m. Mm. So like completely abnormal hour. And when you have a police officer on your door at ten thirty at night, something is amiss. Mm. And the cop said to me, "Oh yeah, get mate. Is this where James Hennessy lives?" And I said, "Yeah, this is where I live." And he said, um, we've just picked a pick someone up. And he didn't say what for. But they had your driver's license in their bag. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And he was like, so I've just I've just come to give it to you. Mm. It turned out like I have no idea how it got lost. It was it was like an old driver's license. Right. That I must have like discarded at some point yeah, yeah, and yeah. someone picked it up. Yeah. But I, I didn't remember when I did. What's it. the connection? But that's the that's the thing. The fact that it happened like within like probably 10 days after, yeah. it makes me think that I'm being pursued. I'm a targeted individual. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was like seven or eight years ago, but I hold that belief deep in my heart that someone's out, out for me. Snitch tech. Snitch tech. This is a snitch where? This is something we're coining today. We're yeah. sick of analyzing the industry in the terms that people have handed to us. Yeah. Platter. No, we refuse got... to be prescribed to with it when it comes to terms. Exactly. We have, we're live. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the ones on the cutting edge. We will dictate the ways that people talk about the technology industry. Mm-hmm. Snitch tech. Snitch tech. We've decided we're going to bring together a bunch of different trends, a bunch of different products, startups, technology. And we're going to name it Snitch Tech. And Snitch Wear, but hold on for that. Hold your horses for the Snitch Wear. Snitch Tech, this is our, consider this a manifesto. <laughs> not really. I know a manifesto is like a real thing and this is not what a manifesto is. But, yep. you know, everyone's releasing manifestos right now. Why not us? Why not us? What is Snitch Tech, James? So Snitch Tech is sort of the loosely affiliated collection of like platforms, uh, hardware, and like startups that are building them, which have the overriding goal of snitching on people. Sometimes it might be a secondary goal or sometimes it might just be the outcome though of the technology itself. I put it to you and the listener, you, the listener, I put them in three discrete categories. Okay. Social, consumer tech, and SNAS, snitching as a service. (laughs) Oh, and then you got like, Kind of enterprise. Yeah. So there's four. SNAS was very funny. When you when you dropped that on me in the pub, it blew my hair back. <laughs> SNAS. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, as some of you will have remembered, we did an episode about like identity. Mm. 
identity verification. And you did you mentioned like a um, an app that was available that let people that let private investigators track number plates yeah. and things like that. And that got that got us thinking for some stuff that we can add on top. If you bring it up, let's start. That's a SNAS. That's an example of a SNAS product. That's snitching <laughs> as a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I did a little bit of research. LPR, license plate recognition, or ANPR is what they're officially called, which is automated number plate recognition. This wasn't just like a business. This is an entire huge category. Totally. It's, it's an ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Every country has their own... Law enforcement does it in Australia. Every single state and territory subscribes to various ANPRs. There's very competitive. I'm sure the search rankings are highly competitive. But yeah, this is like snitching as a service for private investigators. They have a bunch of cameras everywhere, automatically scans license plates, goes in their database. They're then able to track people via license plate numbers. And you, you, I, if I'm a private investigator or I subscribe to this service for other reasons, I type in a license plate number. I know where that car has been over the last four years. Yep. Yeah. So that's like a SNAS product. That's that's SNAS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a broader sense, there are a lot of like consumer accessible social products mm. which are that which fit very much under the umbrella of snitch tech. The number one one, which has kind of like been buzzy over the last little while, it's sort of fallen off a bit, is next door. Yeah, next door. So next door is basically like the, the community neighborhood mm. social media platform. The yeah. idea being that you sign up in your local neighborhood or local postcode or whatever, mm. if you're in Australia, to liaise with your neighbors about whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it, was, it was kind of pitched as a replacement for like a local community message board. Yeah. It was, this was, when it first launched, this was pre-Facebook groups. Yeah. And I think Facebook groups has kind of knocked the, the wind out of next door sales. Yeah, if not pre, like as in certainly not, Facebook groups weren't as prominent. Like no. a Facebook group would just be like some random thing about a TV show. Or yeah, yeah, like. yeah. The Naruto group. Mm. I'm sure you remember. Naruto. Mm. Yes, that's like the guy who runs with the hands behind the back. I believe so, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's the first thing that came to mind, but... I remember that someone in my high school did like a Facebook group, I think, which was about Jonah Tokalua from Summer Heights High. Yep. And it was like, Jonah Tokalua is a model student and it just got, you know, 50,000 people in the group. Yeah, maybe totally. it was a page. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It was, it was hard to define at that stage. I think people were using pages like groups. They and, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the lines got blurred. But groups certainly wasn't weren't what they certainly are now or became kind of yeah, five yeah. or six years ago. I think that's a real community group. That's the default. Like, I'm a member of my local neighborhood yeah. group. Well, I, yeah, recently changed suburbs and, yeah, uh, well, semi-recently. And, yeah, just joined the group straight away. I'm kind of, I'm on the, I'm sort of on the, the borderline of like three different suburbs. So I have to, I'm a member of each yeah. to get a real sense of what's going on. I'm on the borderline of three different friggin' councils. Yeah. crazy. Anyway, again, shit, I just keep doxing myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It could be absolutely anywhere. But one funny thing, definitely a, an aside, competing groups. So, for example, in Marrickville, there's, you know, Marrickville, 2204, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And there's We Love Marrickville. We Love Marrickville is like... The guy who runs that, oh, sorry, oh, I, I, it is a guy. I know who it is. Not personally. It's become- You're aware of Due to the group, group is like quite conservative and right-wing and is very pro-franchises opening. So it's like constantly celebrating like Guzman and Gobert's finally opening in Marrickville, but then blowing up about like vote yes posters and, <laughs> and trying to name and shame. And everyone in the group is obviously mega confused because yep. it's called We Love Marrickville. <laughs> 
And because they're like a competing group to like the lefty marital yep. groups, which presumably every other marital group. Yeah. Anyway. So there's a, um, all right, I'm, I'm going to completely, actually, I don't, I don't need to dox myself, but anyone that's in this group will immediately be able to place where I live. Mm. That's fine. There's like a, a local rabbit <laughs> in my suburb. Okay. That's in a Facebook group. Like so there's a Facebook group, and people are always posting photos of this rabbit. I guess it was like a pet rabbit that got released mm. and sort of just hangs around, not even a park, like a small got area. released. <laughs> I don't know. Or, well, it was abandoned or escaped. I don't know. But got it, released puts. I mean, that's a very <laughs> kind way of saying it. In the city, I mean, you know. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, I don't know. Not um, like you know. A kind of orangutan or whatever who's been in captivity and finally gets to like you know remeet. <laughs> oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. Uh, I apologise. I'll be I'll be more judicious in my language in future. But anyway, Thank you. Anyway, this rabbit lives in sort of like a small area of green space mm -hmm. in the suburb, and I've seen it while I've been walking my dog. You know, I've seen the rabbit. It sort of hangs around. The rabbit was killed oh. by a dog, I believe is the the allegation. Okay, and the group just lit up. So, sorry, you, you've seen the rabbit walking your dog. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, by coincidence, the rabbit's been killed by a dog. Mm -hmm. I see the conclusion you're drawing. I'm, so, uh, you're, in, no, you're, in I'm, the, you're in the snitch tech mindset. No, I'm just saying that you might want to clarify once again for the listener that you have a small French bulldog. I have a small French bulldog. <laughs> it would not be capable of killing a rabbit. But anyway, but like the knives were out in the group. Yeah. And you really see the dynamic of these neighborhood groups form. Mm. I don't think anyone really cares that much about a rabbit being killed. Mm. But if anything, I mean, didn't we release like some kind of viral infection? Yeah, like, try and honestly, like if one rabbit dies, the Australian government's like, great start. We need a million more dead a day. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> one rabbit dead is a, a million rabbits dead. Success. Success. There was a um, one rabbit dead a tragedy, you know, but like you can see the snitch tech mindset mm. forming because like there was literally a person commented like, now, look, I saw someone comment the other day in this group something negative about the rabbit. All I'm saying is the rabbit had enemies. There was a witch hunt. There was a, there was a witch hunt forming. They're like, does anybody have any footage from local businesses <laughs> oh, like CCTV yeah. so we can find out what dog killed this rabbit? And it was like, it was like a, it was a flavor. Immediately. Over yeah. something that doesn't even matter that much. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. I, 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 every life is precious. Every life is incredibly that, precious. Yeah. But just like... The like hint of like vigilante action yeah. forming. It's just the dynamic of it. That happens in Facebook groups, but that's just what next door that's is. That's just what next door is. So we're getting it back to next door. We're bringing it back to next door. Next door was is just Facebook groups as a platform. platform yep. Which yeah, immediately turns into vigilante justice. Here's a photo I just took out my window of, of a, a guy, suspicious character. Of a guy walking around. Yeah, in a hoodie. Yeah. Who wears a hoodie in autumn? You know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's just the na yeah, absolutely. In fall, sorry. Obviously, much more popular in America, but next door is popular here too. Yeah, well, we're not popular, but they popular. made they made a big push into Australia. Mm. Uh, I don't think it was super successful, mainly because I think Facebook groups and neighborhood groups has pretty solid like penetration. Mm. It, the the other thing is, I think that I actually think this is an underrated reason why it's hard to get in is that Facebook groups also does like the the renting thing. That there are Facebook groups that are kind of like. <laughs> Rentals in Marrickville. Oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, Inner West Rentals, yeah, yeah, Inner yeah. West Housemates. Yeah. That's obviously incredibly important in a lot of Australian suburbs, yeah. especially inner city suburbs. So the infrastructure is there to handle both 
finding somewhere to live. Yeah. And yeah. then also, whereas Nextdoor is not quite as good well, for Well, now you've got to put in your postcode and like a bunch of like personal details and your address and all that kind of thing. It's really centered around like you go into your community and like post within a 5K radius and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, that's like the one of the the intros into this world of like location-aware social networking, mm. snitch tech. Yeah. Um, Nextdoor is, it really is in some ways the kind of, poster child of what that was obviously intended to be is a community message board more message board exactly it's, yeah, yeah. as you I'll, said like I'll, it's yeah. a community it'd be nice it's nice to be able to interact with your na- neighbors digitally yep like and with- also in kind of like a it was also sort of a replacement for local newspapers yeah exactly. this idea of like finding out what's going on blah 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 but then immediately just devolves but- straight into just like <laughs> i saw someone of color in our neighborhood lock your doors, folks, kind of vibe? Or did, are they committing crimes? This totally, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Should I call the cops? Yeah. And, and Nextdoor has done various things to try to, like, drag its platform away from that. Mm. But, like, it has been sort of tarred with that brush. So, But in the interim, there are now, like, a bunch of other platforms. That saw that and said, okay, <laughs> revealed preference shows that people are using these services because they're freaking the fuck out. And you introduced me to, to this one. This is a, amazing. Citizen. Citizen is like the most extreme example of this. There are many others that sort of populate the middle zone. Citizen is like a crime reporting app uh, that's available in the US. Tagline, look at the website right now. It's citizen.com, where people protect each other, connect and live more safely. Citizen is a personal safety network that empowers you to protect yourself and the people and places you care about. Download to access real-time 9-11 alerts, instant help from crisis responders, and safety tracking for friends and family. So it started as like a place where you could look at like a, a live map and it would cu- it would pop up with like basically crime alerts. Yeah, that were there was a there was a nine eleven call a kilometer and a half away from you. Yeah, people would do it was like crowdsourcing police stuff as well. Mm. It's kind of like oh, there's like a there's a fire here. You know, there's been yeah, a car accident. Yeah, like going here. live on fires and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it's very funny looking at their website now because like the ones they have at the front on the front page are sort of like incredibly sanitized versions of what this is actually used for. Yeah. So it's like the three examples it gives. Man rescued from Chinatown fire. Lost dog returned to owner. Family escapes burning building. Well, that's like under the headline, right? Like citizen is a force for good or it's about good yeah. news stories. Yeah. Because when, when... And then re- immediately it's just like know every single crime that is happening <laughs> anywhere near you and protect your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it comes down to like there, you get push notifications that is like burglars drove van into um, convenience store, car ablaze after four-car collision. I just don't think it's good for you to be receiving those notifications. Good for you. I mean, it's poisonous. We get enough notifications for us to just like, you're just being pummeled with every single bad thing that's happening around you, like close to you. Yep. But I mean, the beauty of it being then they what, like upsell you so that you can like pay to have instant 9-11, like press a button in Citizen and the cops show up and blah, 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 blah. Like it's some... Weird thing that just reinforces this idea that you're constantly under threat at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it the world's most intelligent personal safety service. You pay like a subscription. So we're getting into sort of like SNAS areas. <laughs> uh, 27 personal safety. would pay. There's like a live monitoring, like a, 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 a human agent will track you mm. while you, I don't know, go for a run or oh, something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're supposed to alert it like, hey, about to go for a, a jog. And someone will just watch you on a map as a GPS dot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and you can that con- is you can connect them twenty four seven. Of course, this is very like 
American paranoid pitch. And you're supposed to like, and they check in if you like your dot stops moving. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Totally. So, and like, yeah, 911 supercharged, they call it. <laughs> and, you know, the whole map thing has been upgraded now when you see, oh, there's been a robbery here on the map. You can tap on it and see like live video that people have taken of like that criminal action or whatever. So it's so Robocop. It's like, but it's sort of it's sort of like the turbocharged version of like Nextdoor. Mm. It's like Nextdoor is obviously a bit squamish about the fact that they've become like a an app for like local paranoid people to freak out about crime. Yeah. So they're like, we're, we're in on it. We're going to, not only are we going to give you live streams yeah. of that stuff going down, we're also going to give you the opportunity to speak to a live agent to guide you through the situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. I reckon I could be a sick uh, citizen live agent. I'd be like, hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wonder, you know, like when you're talking to a chatbot or whatever on a website because it like forces you if you want customer service to t- talk to a chatbot and there's Amazon or a classic, there's always like two and a half minutes between every response because obviously the like massively overworked person in the yeah, Philippines it's, it's or whatever. Yeah, talking to five different people. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least like it's just like... And God knows if you're even interacting with the same person or if it's just going into some kind of like web thing totally. of, yeah, yeah. of interaction and blah, 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 blah. Is the person tracking your run? Just, you know, again, <laughs> someone in the Philippines <laughs> is tracking 25 <laughs> different rounds. Get on the floor. And it's like, yeah. yeah like, you're good. I, I ask them if they have any friends that look like me. You know, like just <laughs> kind of hostage negotiations kind of skills. Like, can you access the roof? And just jumping around between different emergency situations. It's like that's so funny. Imagine then if they get like... ChatGPT integration or something, or some ChatGPT wrapper goes to a uh, citizen and is like, we can like reduce your number of human agents yeah. by 25%. Yeah. <laughs> and then just starts like, do you have a door in your house? A lot of houses don't have doors. <laughs> if, if you have a revolving door, perhaps an electronic one, you may be able to go between it to stop the earthquake from dropping on your head. But in, I must point out, in not all cases, <laughs> will this stop the debris falling on your head? No, it's, it's like, thank, thanks for the description of the suspect. I'll <laughs> <laughs> it should be pointed out that no race is predefined to commit crimes on any basis more than any other. No dog is genetically predisposed. In fact, it's the owner. <laughs> Many would say it's the owner. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a final thing to, to contemplate. Uh, indeed. Snitch, well, yeah, snitch social. And that's the epitome of it. Facebook groups, terrible. This is the perfect... The perfect bridge between snitch social and uh, snitch consumer tech, it's all snitch tech, different streams, uh, is Ring. Yeah, Ring. Ring doorbells have moved from the tech to the social. We mentioned it previously. Ring doorbells. Um, Google Nest. Google Nest. You know, There's your a handful fr- of other ones. Your camera on your front door that is constantly shooting is snitching. And not just in the sense, I mean, you brought it up before, like you're kind of, you are a snitch in that you put it there to kind of... I mean, like, the reason that you get one is because you are worried that people are going to be, like, stealing your packages, Yeah, or, 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 I guess, intruding on your property in some way and yeah, you want yeah. to film them. But, you know, it could also be like, I just want to see who's at the door before I answer it. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, yeah. Basically, I guess some people get some use out of that. But, yeah, it's for sure a security thing. But, obviously, like, more recently, at least in America, it basically seems like law enforcement have just constant access to everyone's... I don't, I don't mean constant in that they can just jump in and just start watching from like no, a stream of a doorbell, it's a, but they can basically pr- subpoena any kind of 
ring or nest doorbell or whatever in From the Amazon. area um in in and are basically automated because amazon obviously doesn't want to deal with the like paperwork and the actual resources around that but a semi-automated process of just like requesting the footage um, around the time of a crime from every single yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, camera in the area. Yep. So it's basically just like privatizing public surveillance software. Yep. And it all, it all feeds into one another. Like I, um, again, we're talking about like Facebook groups. The street that I moved into recently, there's a lot of ring cameras. Like mm. a lot of the houses on there have ring cameras. And then you just get the same thing in the Facebook group. Someone's like, obviously someone pinched like one of their Amazon packages or something. Mm. And... Um, they posted like in the group, like a photo of the person from yeah. the ring camera, being like, does anyone recognize this person? Like, well, hey, why would it, <laughs> like the homeowners on the street yeah. recognize some random person mm. who's just walking down the street or whatever? But also it's just like, again, this weird impulse that it gives you. Honestly, I was thinking about this. I was like, also, it's an incredible kind of like flywheel for Amazon. Mm. It's like we now own all the infrastructure for like delivering everything. And we also sell this item that like monitors people from stealing those packages. Yeah. Guarantee you that was like part of their calculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as everything else. End to end. Like complete end to end. You know, we will own a security solution that stops people stealing like your toothbrushes you've ordered. Yeah, from well, and that makes sense. In a world where packages are constantly being delivered and you're not, you're not going to be home all the time, how are people going to be secure that their package is actually delivered? Uh-uh. Oh, oh, yes. We're going to own that. I yeah, have yeah. an MBA. Like, uh, we, uh, more people want cameras on their doors. Yeah, I mean, and that stuff is... It's disappointing. It's <laughs> you, disappointing. You hate to see it. Uh, you hate to see it. I mean, that's why I wish that Apple was better at their kind of smart home stuff. I don't have a camera. Well, so I shouldn't say that because people don't. <laughs> I, have, I have incredible amounts of security in my house. It's like it's a fortress. It's barbed yeah. wire. Yeah, I've got traps. I think I think I have traps. I have I have all kinds of like uh, darts with you know sleeping solution etc. in them. Oh yeah, booby like tripwire. Like, like a like a um. A trap door that falls open to like a pit of alligators or whatever. Yeah, there's this kind of stuff. That yeah. kind of gear. I think if you want to have a security camera on your house, you got to go to Whole Hog. You need to have like the full like CCTV yeah. style rig. You know, that's got to yeah. be a law. You big, can't have some subtle little boys. thing. It's got to have a big, and it's got to be going like, yeah. make little beeping noises. Yeah, you just have to have LEDs. If you have a bunch of LEDs around, no, no, I like. Sure, I have. You know, we got security. I got, I got keypads, all this kind of gear. But like cameras, panic room. I do not have a panic room. I guess depends who you ask. The golf sim. Um, anyway, <laughs> depends how I'm hitting them. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Like if Apple actually made a camera that was fully encrypted, like everything is, and they don't actually have access to any of the stuff, and it just goes on a server and then is deleted. I'd be much more comfortable with that. However, they do not. I mean, I think that you can probably buy some. It was one of those things I just feel like Apple wouldn't want to get involved in the... It just seems like one of those things that runs counter to their sort of like privacy messaging. Yeah, yeah. And again, sort of... No, but you can buy like Logitech or what... Like you can buy third parties that are, are synced with HomeKit yeah, and yeah, like yeah. view the footage in there. Yeah, yeah. I just don't... Th- I, yeah, I don't know if they would want to get themselves into like the having a hand over footage to the police sort of vibe. Yeah, I mean, Apple have shown, to my chagrin, like incredible reluctance to make their own devices in the... Like, I, I view it more from like a smart home space, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. Right. Like if you have Google Home, then you're integrating your camera and your doorbell and your keypad, et cetera, and, and entrance and exit into your smart home. So yep. that you can trigger a certain events, this, that, and the other. 
open the door with your phone, all of that. Like I can see why people who are not so snitchy, who don't have like snitch impulse, would end up with like a Nest or a Ring doorbell or whatever because they're just in that ecosystem for their smart home. But Apple don't make friggin' smart home products other than the HomePod, which even then they don't really seem that interested in making it better. That's snitch tech to me, the HomePod. The HomePod is snitch tech, wow. I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel the need to articulate further why I think that. But as we said, Ring have lent into snitch tech and started a social, basically Ring, like a social media um, yeah, yeah, app that's attached to it. Yeah, yeah, they've got um, Neighbours, which is like their platform for sharing content that comes from the, the Ring camera. They also have a show on um, Amazon Prime Again, this is the fucked Amazon flywheel, which is like fail videos recorded on ring cameras. Mm. It's literally just a show of like funny footage from ring cameras, (laughs) which is like, I think it's in production now. I don't think it's come out, but it's like, come on, guys. This is just. That is real Amazon. Think think about the the, the funniest home videos, but like. No, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like fail army, but, but ring. The pipeline, but like, sorry, the flywheel. We're just talking about it. Amazon delivers a shit ton of packages. Mm. If people come to steal your packages, mm. they are going to be the ones recording it and reporting it to the police. If the person that steals your packages slips on like a, a wet patch of ice or something, yeah. falls on their ass, that goes into the Amazon Prime show. Yeah, well, I get- It's I, the perfect flywheel. But I guess if this is social thing, so it's also like people are posting people stealing packages and- funny things into this social thing, Neighbors. we'll then put it into we'll our own packaging. And yeah, exactly. It makes me, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. It's a six sad world. Six sad, six sad world. Another, another great down round thesis. Um, <laughs> also in this, in this sort of realm kind of touches on the, uh, the social side as well is like apps like life, life 360, the family, family monitoring app. Mm. Uh, it's the one where you like you sign your entire family up to Life 360, and then all your family are being constantly like location monitored and like. I don't don't call your business Life 360 or your product Life 360. Seriously, Life 360. <laughs> life, yeah. What does that even mean? Yep. 360 degrees of life. 360 degrees of life. The funny thing about Life 360, so you can go to life360.com. The two like parts of its product one is like location safety which is what i was talking about you can have all like your kids or whatever on this app and track where they are at all times and blah 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 do like you know permissions provisioning to find out like how far they can be and all that sort of stuff what they get like electric shocked if they're outside of the zone (laughs) yeah like what one of the life 360 snipers just takes them out (laughs) no but the other one which i think is really funny is um uh driver reports so what you have your whole family on Life 360, mm. and if one of your family like is driving unsafely, you get like a push notification. Well, just like over the speed limit. Oh, well, yeah. Actually, I'm going to find out exactly what. Or just the G forces are too much on the wrist or something. Well, is this incorporated into a? Is it a product? Is this? It's, I, part, it's, part, it's part of their, It's part of their platform. Yeah. Right. It's just spyware. Yeah. 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 So check out individual drives for specific info on on uh, route, kilometers log, top speed, driving behavior. Yeah, I mean, this all feeds into it, right? If you're if you've got snitch mindset, you're tracking your kids, you're reading all of their friggin' Facebook messages and Instagram messages, and like monitoring their web behavior and their apps, and you're tracking them everywhere because it's a dangerous world out there. Despite the fact that crime is obviously far lower than it's ever been in like the history of humanity. Yep. Except for like maybe 1,500 BC. Um, Is there any particular reason you picked that that year? 
I reckon it was crime about in 1500 BC. Yeah, but maybe less than now. Yeah, but well, I don't know. You couldn't do crime at scale. So the crime nowadays is just like, we tried to deliver a package, but uh, we're going to have to re-deliver it another day. Just click on this link and we'll re-deliver the package. Like, that's crime <laughs> there's, now. there's a lot of crime like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then you had, like, highwaymen. Let's bring those back. Yeah, I mean, I guess you had the, the guy who, like, was mad about the copper being shit. Oh, yep. That yep. guy? Yep. It was poor quality copper. The first ever customer complaint. Oh, that's right, that yeah. yeah. A, uh, actually, I know this guy. A, a Nasir. Yeah, yeah. It was from, from like one of the, I think it was like Mes- one of the Mesopotamian civilizations. Yeah, like ground out on a It's like um, the, first a ever, the first ever complaint yeah. registered. It was this guy being like, the copy you sent me is dog shit. <laughs> Your guy brought me this shit copper and he wasn't listening when I was talking to him. Yeah. And you're like, damn, he just like me. <laughs> As in, I'm the guy delivering yeah. shit copper. The more things change, the more things stay <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. same. Um, and the, obviously, we're off track. The other side, of this is also like um uh there's another one flock safety which brings it into what you were talking about with license plate scanning mm. flock safety is a big one in the u.s it's like one of the it's like a really hyped startup it does like license plate scanning like you were talking about sells it to law enforcement also sells it to homeowners associations in the u.s yeah i mean that's an entirely cursed subject <laughs> these homeowner associations there is there's good stuff on it out there but it's like if you own a home in certain neighborhoods you kind of have to vaguely be part of these homeowner associations you're gonna be part basically part of a union uh, but they it sounds good doesn't it but no like they set rules on you know paint color yeah, and paint color and and vague things that and, and, but, and have the ability to fine you as well. Yeah, they like, fine you if your grass isn't, is, if your front lawn's not. Which is then obviously used to like target people who like, uh, who for whatever reason that neighborhood doesn't like. And then it's been, it's America, so it's been privatized. So they get a percentage of fees and so they're incentivized, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And now they can also scan your license. Now there's obviously, yeah, SNAS products for them to just like absolutely Snitch dominate. Snitch heart's content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First homeowner association kind of administration to go public, you know, it's just using SNAS products and here we are. I mean, fuck, if you clipped that last 10 seconds of this podcast, people would say, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) SNAS? It's snitching as a service, which leads us then into enterprise snitching. Mm -hmm. Palantir, basically. (laughs) Yep. Enterprise SNAS. Enterprise SNAS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palantir is kind of like the standout one here. But, I mean, there are lots of companies that I guess you would put in the field of big data analytics, mm. surveillance. Yeah, because I guess if you are looking at markets with potential, with big budgets and big margins, who have a an expense budget that's always going up and are pretty much guaranteed to always have money, military, like defense, law enforcement, government. Yeah. Like these are places that are always going to have a shitload of cash. And so it makes sense that businesses like Palantir, which is kind of like a big data and analytics, and a plethora of other businesses that are specifically targeted at like, okay, well, law enforcement need to have software. They yep. need to have, they have a lot of data. There's a shitload of different states, countries. Everyone's got law enforcement and they have huge budgets and their budgets never seem to go down. So yeah, like it's a huge market opportunity, right? To like be the software for this particular market segment. Yep. Yeah, totally. There's multiple ends of it. On the one end, as you said, like Palantir does. I mean, we were talking about before and trying to figure out like what Palantir actually does these days. They're kind of like functionally a big, big tech, big data consulting firm who like solve complicated, very complex data and tech problems that maybe are above the grade of where you would go to something like 
Deloitte or whatever. Mm. They solve these sort of like thorny data problems. And a lot of that involves like giving three other agencies and like the government surveillance tech. In fact, one of their first investors was InQtel, which is the CIA's venture capital fund. Maybe we'll do an episode about it one day because it's kind of interesting. Mm. But the CIA does have like a VC fund that mm. invests in stuff that would be relevant to the agency and the rest of like the intelligence community. Um, For the record, I'm still sus on Palantir. They seem to struggle to make money despite the fact that they have, they're a services business effectively. They have massive government contracts. Of course, they probably have a bunch of IP to do with actually how to process like huge amounts of data. And apparently they have their own AI models and this, that, and the other. But they seem to lose a lot of money despite the fact they have pretty friggin' huge contracts. Yeah, their their operating profits are pretty pretty slim considering you know uh, what kind of what, what what their what their clients are, etc. Um, but there's that. But on like the, I mean, you know, a lot of people would, would say that Palantir is a sketchy company. But on the very sketchy end of that, one that people might have recognised from a few years back was Clearview AI, which is actually started by an Australian guy. It popped up as a company that could essentially do f- facial recognition across the real world and online really, really easily. For example, a police department could upload a picture of someone's face and then suddenly access a huge amount of like CCTV footage, online social media profiles, et cetera, and basically just get a massive visual database of what a person looked like. Mm. And it had contracts with a bunch of police departments. It seemed like they were liaising with a bunch of ones in Australia. They seemed to have cooled off slightly because um, the backlash was pretty immense from the media and elsewhere. Mm. But that's like peak snitch tech, a company with like almost no morals that's like contracting with police departments to make it possible to find out where you are at any given time purely just from your photo. Yeah. Not good folks. No, I mean, it is what it is though. This is the problem with kind of all this stuff is that like if they don't do it, someone else will. And yeah. here's where I'm conflicted. And actually maybe it's a good place to move into snitchware mm-hmm. where, I mean, there's just cameras obviously more and more ubiquitous. I don't like the idea that at any time, and this is basically the case already, most government agencies can just ask Telstra where I am yep. and they triangulate it between three towers like, and where I was on this date. I don't like that. Not a fan. Not a big fan. I don't like the fact that there are these license plate scanning things that can tell where I've been if someone types in my license plate, literally like for as long as I've been driving with that license plate, like they know where the car has been because it just goes into a database every single time it's scanned. I don't like any of this stuff. I don't like the fact that there's freaking cameras everywhere, both public and private, and that police and whatnot can access. But what do we do? It's not going to get better. No, that's the um, that's the, the black pill on this. This is probably not going to get better. And I think like here, here's an example of like a um, of a black pill there as well, is that I was just going on at length about Clearview, Clearview AI and being able to find police being able to find any photo of you just from one input image. Mm. There are like, with the rise of like LLMs and new AI stuff and neural nets and whatever, there are like consumer level platforms that are doing that exactly that same thing that anyone can access. Mm. I was showing to you before, there's one called Pim Eyes, mm. P-I-M Eyes, E-Y-E-S.com. You literally go and you can upload a picture of yourself and it will surface every time you're fat, just from one picture, although yeah. it helps. I took, a, I took a pretty shit picture in poor lighting and it immediately just found a shit ton of photos of me online. Yeah, it, it will find a shit ton of photos of you. It's a steep SNAS product in that it costs, it's a subscription. It costs like $600 a year for you to actually be able to access like what's the link for that picture you just found. Mm. But you can do it for free if you want to submit your current picture to the 
fucking neural net yeah. or whatever it is, you can have a look and see how like starting the accurate is just from one picture, let alone uploading more. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I don't see this problem getting better because like the the barriers to entry are only going to get lower mm. and become more commercialized and easy. So it's not. I mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, the fucking ASIO has information about me. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, that's been the case since the end of World War Two, mm. <laughs> but that information about you is like actionable by anyone anywhere yeah. that has put like a tiny bit of thought into it mm. is like a different problem altogether and yeah. one that I don't think is going away. Yeah, the fact that you can tweet something that someone doesn't like and if your profile picture is of you, they can just get it, throw it into an app in seconds and then find everywhere where photos of you have popped up over the internet over the last 25 years, etc. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that ain't going away. Uh, that's unfortunately here to stay and... You know, this is where we get to snitch wear, which is Facebook meta glasses, which, as I've said, I'm conflicted. I want the glasses. Look, folks. You made it incredibly clear. I want the glasses. We've done this <laughs> We've done this long foreboding build-up about snitch tech and coming to snitch wear just for <laughs> we have to come out of the gates and be like, I want it, baby. <laughs> I don't, I, well, if someone, if someone wants to give me uh, like a realistic, rational, philosophical argument against that is based in reality... Feel free, jump on the Discord. Like, tell me what the the white pill and all this stuff is. But <laughs> tell, tell us why Raf shouldn't be allowed to wear the better glasses into a public toilet. <laughs> Give me one single reason why that is bad and not inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> well, precisely. <laughs> so people lost their minds the other day about the pendant. And we're in this funny period, I will say. So the meta glasses, they're like, the way that this is fine for privacy is that we got a light on it and because he got owned on Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan was just like when they released the first meta glasses and Joe Rogan was like aren't people just going to like film people in like a sneaky ways and Marcus was like well no there's a light on it and Joe Rogan said what if they just put like a piece of tape over the light and he was stumped <laughs> the, apparently it was bamboozled it was too stunned <laughs> to speak <laughs> my Rogan brain just owned him <laughs> and um this one now, there's like a tampering thing. <laughs> like it's you can't just cover the light, otherwise it'll know and it won't allow you to film if the if the oh, LED is covered. Is like that's the solution here. And um, so the other one device in this space is the pendant by Rewind AI, which there's this concept that's been going on for like decades, basically. Like, what if you could record all of your behavior on a computer at any time, query it, and where did I read that thing about this? And it just tells you. And pendant is supposed to like a necklace around your neck. It's recording everything that happens and you're able to kind of query it because it uses AI to kind of summarize and text it and blah, 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 and, and query like, oh, what was that thing that James said the other day at the pub about this, that, and the other about like Yoshi and is that a chick or a dude? Um, <laughs> I'm always talking about that stuff, yeah. <laughs> and um, their solution to the privacy thing of like, aren't you just illegally recording like, at all times. At all times. Because there, there are some laws around you're not allowed to, like, record people's conversations in an area that would be deemed for them to um, reasonably expect. Yeah, d- depending on where you are. Whatever, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, yeah. But the way that they rewind AI solves this is that every single person you meet has to give verbal permission to be have their voice recorded, which is very normal. To yeah, if, any, if anyone asks me that. Oh, by the way, I'm recording this so that maybe I can ask my AI device to summarize what you said later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just that's going to become a normal human Not good interaction. Folks. But like, like in, these solutions are just silly, right? Yeah. Like, oh. at, at a certain point, someone is just going to make a device that doesn't require you to be like, 
James, do you give permission for my rewind AI device to record everything? You I said? actually like on that point. I think they like we're coming down the pipeline of like more of that kind of stuff. I don't know what the solution is because that is incredibly clunky. Mm. But like Descript, which is like the software that it's like video and um, audio editing software. Like I use it to edit the podcast when I do when I edit episodes. For <laughs> anyone bit of inside baseball, this episode will probably be edited by me. Yep. And the the second episode will be edited by James. Yeah. So if you want to, if you the premium episode will probably be episode by edited by James. So. Yeah. If you li- if for people that are in our paid tier and they listen to both, the paid episode is normally edited by me, and the free episode is edited by Raf. So feel free to like uh, compare and contrast. Mm. I do think that Raf's edits will probably come out on top, but you know, I, I do my part. But Descript now has like an AI voice thing where you can um, generate an AI voice based on, you know, what people have been saying in a podcast mm. and generate like if I correct was ta- all my mistakes. Yeah, if, so I, if I was talking to you just now and I accidentally used the wrong stat, I could go back, delete what I said, and then just have the AI generate you or me saying the right thing. But it has the same thing for like confirming that you're allowed to use that voice. Mm. Like they they make you get that person to read out like a passage. Really? That's like I give permission for Descript to use blah, 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 blah. I, I should do that so that you can fix up my So I can errors. fix your myriad errors? No, I, I'll never do that because, okay. I, you know, I'm happy with me having flawless speech, mm-hmm. but you, who, you know, you're kind of like the, the comic relief, well, uh, like the, sort of a jester character. I'm the guy spitting straight truth and you're the guy who's sort of like, the it's like Don, Don Bradman's brick wall. Bouncing ideas <laughs> off. Everyone is either the genie or the Aladdin. You know that's that's interesting. Yeah, and I'm the genie of this relationship. You're the genie, of the right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But because yeah, yes, you, the fact you were surprised by this is evidence I haven't actually asked you to do that yet. Um, <laughs> it only got always added. right, baby. Always <laughs> right. It only got added uh, recently. But um, it's certainly interesting to think about: Are there going to be all these sort of like AI voice? text, video things coming out. Yeah, well, Humane AI, like we'll probably do an episode yeah. they're releasing their AI product in three weeks or something like that, which is it's got a camera on it that obviously is recording when you want it to on the lapel. Yeah. So um, are we entering like this weird like thing that's trying to counter maybe this like weird misinformation snitchy sort of thing? Where no, people- I mean, I think that this is just like V1 is – yeah. If you're saying, hey, we have a product that's always filming or always recording, the first question everyone has is, or comment people have is, that's a bit fucked up, bro. And You're a snitch, brother? Yeah. You haven't been talking to the cops, have you, mate? That sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait. And so they're like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's private because you have to ask permission in a completely bizarre way. It's going to make you look like the biggest weirdo in history. But that's just like, they have to do that for V1. And eventually... Yeah, other products, same as like Citizen to Nextdoor. Like Nextdoor was like, no, we're just about communities getting together and putting on fates. And they're like, well, low key, actually, you're just about racists reporting <laughs> black people to the police. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Citizen was like, oh, that sounds like a good product. Like the same will be true here in that, and not even to that extent. Like that's obviously like particularly kind of a cutthroat uh, way of looking at kind of products. But like, <laughs> Someone will just do a rewind AI, like a pendant around the neck that's recording all the time that sends it off to API service to to open AI service to summarize and then query, but just without the permission thing. Yeah. This is the thing with, I guess, the like, API-ification of AI is that 
all you need to do is have a device that connects to your phone with Bluetooth that can is kind of capable of always recording on a day's worth of battery. Like it's not that complicated a thing to do. Yeah, no, totally. So you do under. I mean, these are the these are the things that comes up when it's like, you know, if the government or like some government or whatever is going to introduce some sort of like protections around AI, you know, or guardrails. Mm. This feels like the area where like potentially the state would have value there. I think that pre-existing laws are the things that would get in the way for the most part. And as I said, you're not actually allowed to record people if they have a reasonable yeah, you know, yeah totally. privacy. But that's but again, I, it comes down to enforcement as well. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, Uber didn't give a fuck. No, no, no. It's but mate, the the takeaway is that like this is a snitch's universe. Yeah. And we just live in it. Yeah. I mean, I wonder more broadly. Let's take us back to the cave. We like the, drums, the drum circle? And the cave, right? It's You knew all the people around you. You knew everyone in the cave. Every single person in the cave. There was no secrets. That, there was people had no, sex in front of each other. This they did, kind yeah, of yeah. thing, you know. I think that happened up until the 1950s. Yes. I think that's when they stopped doing that. Yeah, well, exactly. So <laughs> let's go back to the cave, 1943. <laughs> Depends where you're living, I guess. <laughs> all right, you know what? <laughs> forget the 1940s. Maybe the, 1940s, maybe right. not the early 40s. Uh, 1939. Oh, no, forget that. Let's move back. Now, um, no, but in the cave, you know, society society was a handful of people. The human brain is only capable of recognizing 700 faces. <laughs> you can fix that, hopefully, in the AI stuff. <laughs> what number am I supposed to fix it with? <laughs> well, that's for you to work out. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> there's some like connections thing. Is it 150 people? And yeah, I, I know exactly. Friend? I mean, yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> I'm kind of blending it. It's a bit pseudo 72, but whatever. No, no. But point being, you know, we knew we were in small societies, small groups of people. Nothing was a secret. There were no secrets. There's, there's no, no need for suspicion no. other than for like. There's maybe. no social function of for lies. No, exactly. Like, uh, what would you lie about? You're like, oh, I saw a, a gazelle. Yeah, I that would have been looked yum. Yeah, exactly. I, or, you know, some kind of god. I stole your rock. I didn't steal your rock. Yeah, I, that rock turned itself into like a, a god and now I've created a story about it. You'd lie about it and it did you, like, that probably happened. Did you ever hear about that that pebble? It's called like the uh, Macapan scat pebble. No. It's basically, it's like a little pebble that looks like it has a face on it, mm. like naturally. Yeah. So it's kind of like two eyes. Like a smiley face? Like a smiley face, but <laughs> but not like someone someone hasn't carved it. It's just like a natural feature. Yeah. But then they, f- they found this pebble like hundreds of kilometers away possibly more from where it was supposed to be, like geologically. Mm. And the thesis from like sociologists is like a guy <laughs> picked it up and was like, that's me. <laughs> and like took it with him. And yeah. so they were like, this was an early example of like humanity being like, that's me. Yeah. Recognize it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show it to your mate. Like, yeah. that's you, brother. <laughs> this is neat enough to carry on to. I'm going to carry it into the, into the future. Well, good for them. It's not that relevant to what we're talking about, but just no, like, no, well, we're, we're getting into caveman brain. No, exactly. We're in the caveman zone. But so you were like suspicious of the outsider. And obviously we formed rituals, the cooler circle, this kind of thing, uh, ceremonial exchange, reciprocity, these kind of things, ceremonial reciprocity, blah, 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 in order to deal with our neighbours. But like that's the brain that we have, like this suspicion, this innate (laughs) suspicion. And maybe we didn't, we never had privacy. Maybe we don't deserve it now. We deserve someone saying that, they witnessed on their camera like me performing witchcraft or whatever and I should be hauled off to the witch trial community in my local residence group or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone saw you on the uh, the pre- whatever the prehistoric version of an Amazon ring camera was. I don't think it existed. I'll have to check that. I'll, I'll edit that out if uh, 
if it turns out they did have Amazon Ring cameras. In the Amazon. In the Amazon in 200,000 BC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see someone on there in a drum circle with like a rival clan. Mm. <laughs> Which I think is like was one of the biggest sins you could commit back then. Yeah, probably. You know? But I don't know, this privacy thing, I'm into privacy. It's been great having it for in, <laughs> like varying amounts throughout my life, it's lesser a, and lesser so. It's on the way out. Yeah. Um, and you're saying, hell, I'm not going to miss it. I'm just saying maybe it was fleeting. Maybe it was fleeting. No, I, I, I've made this argument before. The people only really started talking about privacy in like our modern conception of mm. like what privacy actually means in like the 19th century. Mm. There's this great quote, and I'm not going to edit it, even though it's completely – there was like a quote that was published in the British press that was really like famous about um, privacy, which was basically like life has become really complex. So it's really, it, it has – uh, required people to sort of retreat into their own affairs. Mm. And it was like this big sort of like statement about liberalism and privacy and all this sort of stuff. Because mm. life is so complicated, we sort of need our own little sectioned off parts of reality. Mm. But maybe life would be simpler if uh, Palantir was monitoring mm. everything we did. Hell, and make them the government. And every, t- every time we walked outside, someone's ring camera was taking a photo of us and sending it straight into a Facebook group yeah. where people could like racially profile you. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, well, I think I had a theory previously. Was it on Downround where, in fact, we have no more police, but everyone is just assigned another person in the world that they have to kind of police? Yeah, right. That, uh, presumably, that, like, they're in they're in your vicinity. Well, I, like, I'm not going to be assigned, like, a random guy well, in, like, you, you Botswana. Might you might be. You're just randomly assigned someone to, like, moderate. Oh, that's right. The, that's right. I remember this. The, 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 the moderating thesis. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Anyway, you should subscribe to Premium Down Round. <laughs> There's more of this. <laughs> I'm boiling. Yeah, it's warm, isn't it? Hey, Raf. Hey, James. Did you know that you can get an extra episode of Down Round every single week mm-hmm. on top of the one that you're already getting? Yeah, I knew that. Well, you know, obviously you know, but the person is... I'm using you as a vessel to yeah, explain. Sorry, as I'm the listener. No, go on. Tell me more, James. How a, much does it cost? A mere $7 a month, Raf. Okay. Where do I go to find out more about this? You go to downround.net. Okay. I want it. Well, I'm sure you do. I feel like I'm missing out by not having it. Exactly. No ads. Second episode per week and a few other little goodies that are coming down the pipeline as well. Head to downround.net. Downround.net. And sign up to Downround Premium.